All right, babes, welcome to the first episode of what I'm regrettably calling Horror or Nah, uh, the podcast where we investigate whether or not a piece of art, whether that's a book, movie, music, etc., qualifies as being part of the horror genre. Some background on this. I used to study philosophy for like a decade, and one of my fields in that was metaphysics, where a lot of what we talk about is what qualifies as what, which is a really broad way of saying we want to figure out what things exist in what way. Again, that's not helpful, but study philosophy. It's fun. So what I wanted to do was trick my friends into doing philosophy with me now that I don't do it anymore and have them discuss uh, different pieces of art uh, and whether or not they fall into horror. And I really wanted to just sort of get at this and understand what we think horror is and try and better define it as a genre. So here with me today is one of my good friends, Matt Reich. Yeah. And he has brought me his favorite movie, which is... Jaws. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, John but, Williams. Uh, Great. Yeah, John Williams. Totally stolen soundtrack, but so fucking good. So fucking good, man. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Right. I actually studied engineering for a while and then decided that I wasn't that big of a nerd. <laughs> and then uh, I went to uh, try to do some like post-production editing stuff and moved to New York and uh, studied film and television and I loved it ever since but not my career path but you know hey. still still like doing talking about it and, absolutely I mean and we... music movies uh, I will talk to you about for hours even when I really really want you to get out of my room so I can go to fucking sleep yep pretty much <laughs> pretty much every night it's uh. Uh, Pretty creepy, actually. Well, we'll get to whether or not my own life is a horror movie later, but that's another episode. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you were actually the person who kind of got me started thinking about this project as a whole. Um, because last year, uh, some of you may know that I do, every October, try to do 31 horror movies. And that's one per day, not a total of 31, but rather trying to make sure that I watch one every single day. Take time out of my day to sit down with one of my favorite genres and try and see new things, revisit old things, uh, watch some stuff that I know is going to be terrible, but I had the excuse of like, well, I'm doing it. And last year, you and I sat down and watched Ex Machina, which really confused you and for a moment pissed you off because you're like, this is not a fucking horror movie. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was one of those things I was like, I, I've been wanting to watch the movie for a long time. And you're like, we got to watch this horror movie. And I'm like, it's not a horror movie. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a psychological thriller. Right. And then I'm like, then after watching and having you explain to me, I was like, "No, that's a that's a that's a horror movie." And yeah, it, it like it it kind of still haunts me to this day. It's about a fucking haunting movie. That that ending, and I mean, I mean, like Oscar Isaac is just kind of crazy in that movie, and it really just yeah, he's creepy as fuck. He's got a whole like Doctor Moreau thing going on. No, I think halfway through, like I was like, "Who is that?" And you're like, "That's Oscar Isaac," and I go. No, it isn't. Which but, is funny because he's not that unrecognizable. He's no, just fat. No, he, well, no, he's thick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can, we can put it one way or the other. I'm not trying to be derogatory about fatness. I'm just no, he just yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, he's, he's, good. He's, but this is thick the, man. okay. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. what we we're here to talk. No, about. No, no, so. we're not here to talk about it. Because Machina, that is a future episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you and I were sitting down one day, and like we talk about Jaws a fucking lot because it's your favorite movie and the only book you've ever read, right? The only book. Yeah. Uh, that and Goosebumps. <laughs> but it was the Goosebumps adaptation of Jaws, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about Jaws a lot, and you and I have had our own discussions about whether or not it qualifies as a horror movie. There's a couple different ways we can go about this. Why don't we sort of talk about what we think makes a movie a horror movie? Like what qualifies it for the genre? Just real quick, like just sort of like talk about what those definitions are for each of us. Okay. Like for me, it's like, well, it's, it's kind of changed since that, but, sure. um, it's got to scare you. It has okay. to. It has to resonate after you leave. Like I don't. I don't like to sit at a at a movie and get a bunch of jump scares and say right. that's a horror movie. Yeah. Like those aren't horror movies to me anyway. There's got to sure. be some suspense. There's got to be a through line of dread. Yeah. Right? There, yeah. there has to be a clear storyline that, like, at the end of the movie, you walk out and go, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
terrified of something. So yours is a little more like esoteric as a definition. Like it really has to stick with you. It doesn't have to like, I mean, I think a movie that has like a lot of jump scares still qualifies. I don't want to like exclude that type. While it's not my favorite, like the, um, the James Wan type, right. Where I, uh, I think on another episode, I called it just like a, uh, a haunted house, right. Or a haunted house on rails. No, yeah, that's fair. But it's, yeah, you it's pay like, 40 I don't, bucks, I don't... you go through, there's a series of teenagers who jump out at you and scare you. And that's essentially what like a lot of the big ticket, horror movie items it's are. like going to a haunted house yeah like i don't i don't that's not yeah what i'm thinking of a horror movie as I, and i'd say I, that i'd say that those probably qualify but they're not necessarily the best ones yeah but i like what you're getting at with like the through line of dread because that gets at some of the more like i said esoteric versions of what i want to include in here because i think it's a broader genre than people think it is you mentioned psychological thriller, um, and I think that's weirdly, uh, it's a genre that almost doesn't exist because it's so narrowly defined to me. Like, it's something that has to be, the audience can't be aware of what's going on because the main character can't be aware of go- what's going on. Like, it almost has to be a film with an unreliable narrator and an unreliable s- recounting of the story, which is a little bit different, but we don't need to get into that whole definition right now. Uh, but I would say movies like... Uh, the Manchurian Candidate, I would say, a movie like Memento. I would say, like, uh, Inception right. is, a, is a really good... Definitely, yeah. That's a, that's an idea of what a psychological thriller is, is that it does thrill you, which, it, you know, does what it says on the tin, but the psychological aspect has got to be that, like, you and the protagonist don't know what's going on, and there's not other things to it. Because once there's other things to it, I think it starts falling into horror. Like, um, I just watched Oculus uh, a couple nights ago. And Oculus is definitely that, but it's also horror. And it's horror because there's a supernatural element, there's a gore element, there's all these different things that I think as we go through, like you can say, okay, the base genre is this, but horror is sort of this like almost meta genre, right? And the reason I think that is because you have uh, movies that are definitely horror, but are uh, fall into different other subcategories. Um, so I would say, like look at comedy horror, right? You have I Tucker mean, and Dale yeah. versus Evil, kind of Cabin in the Woods, I mean, kind of Evil Dead 2. I mean, but I'm, I'm really excited for Zombieland 2. Right, and I would say that... that but I mean, where does that fall? And that's a weird one, and this is why, it's, this is why we're having this whole discussion. Yeah. yeah, because I'm not sure that Zombieland is a horror movie. I think it's a zombie movie with... It's a comedy movie in a zombie setting. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Where there's not like there's like you were talking about there's not that through line of dread. Like I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's funny, but I'm also dreading things. Same with Cabin in the Woods. Same with Scream. Like those are movies that are scary in parts. Like you're worried about the characters. Yeah. And but, what's going to happen to them? But you're laughing. But yeah. Whereas yeah, Zombieland, so, I'm not worried about like the characters are not in trouble. I was worried for Bill Murray at one point. Well, don't. He's a not a great person. <laughs> No, that's that, yeah, that's true. He probably but, deserved to get shot in the chest. Although that that Garfield line is solid, but yeah, it sticks that, with me. That, yeah. It's a good bit, good bit. Anyways, yeah. let's get back. Yeah. So yeah, I think a horror movie. I want to get at more because this is the first episode. I'm not. It's not that I'm like trying to hold off and say like, listen for more to find out what Tover thinks. Nah, it's just that like I'm not totally sure what I define as a horror movie. It's that I definitely want to learn more about what I think one is and that's the whole point of this is to go on this journey with me and help uh, help me and uh, yourselves discover what that really means so yeah I would say let's start right now with my so you said like through line of dread can include jump scares but doesn't have to definitely needs to leave you feeling something yeah like, feel, I mean, feeling, yeah, freaked. No, feeling no. freaked out at the end of the day yeah no I mean um, so I think, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Dread. I think most horror movies, but not all, need to include some some element of, like, gore. I think mm. that that is somewhat critical to the genre. Uh, blood or at least an implication thereof. Like, yeah. You don't have to see it on yeah, screen, yeah, no. right? But it definitely needs to have the implication of, like, death or bad things happening to you, yeah. right? Like, Coraline is a horror movie. There's no gore in it. There's some body horror, things like that. But that's what I want to include. It's like, I'm going to say, like, gore, body horror, or... Uh, like psychological damage, all of those things, or one of those things needs to be included for it to be a horror movie. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so why don't we just go ahead and jump in and talk about Jaws for a while. All right. So I will just get started by... Uh, I. The first time I saw Jaws was probably in a VHS, VHS tape. VHS or beta? VHS. My dad was a uh, adamant VHS man. He made the right bet. Yeah, he did. We were beta. And he was. Oh, you made the wrong. Well, we inherited. You a, made the wrong beta. My, <laughs> oh my Fuck out of here. Okay. No, my aunt died, and we got a beta tape oh, machine. Sorry. Uh, anyways, my uh, um, 
and I used to watch this movie at my cabin and uh, on tape. Just on loop? Just on loop, because I loved it. I loved yeah. it and hated it at the same time because it scared the shit out of me. So, wait, how old were you when you first saw it? Uh, I was probably about 11 years old, and we... I mean, it's a good age. It's not too young that it's going to, like, scare the shit out of you and turn you off the genre forever, and or... But it's old enough to, like, get why it's freaky. Yeah, no, my, like, my dad, like, he, like, introduced me to movies from the 70s. Right. Like, um, I mean, Star Wars, obviously, and then, sure. um... Jaws. And, my granddad was the same way, yeah. Yeah, and it was, I mean, those were 70s movies, and right. my dad just, but we would go to our cabin and watch these movies, and, like, I would watch Jaws on repeat, mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, all right, let's go down to the to the lake and go swimming, and I was like, oh, no, hell no. Absolutely not. No. 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 I'm, no. And, I, I mean, it was fresh water. It wasn't like... I knew there was no shark there. No, for real. But no. I was, but I kept watching the movie. No, I get that. My mom's the same way. She, um, so Jaws came out in 75. She would have been, she would have like just turned 12, I want to say. Uh, and she, like, she lived on the coast and they were at the beach all the time. She's like, I ref- like she has in the last 40 years, not really ever gotten in the water. No, even as a kid, like I would be out in the water. My grandmother would have to go out there with me because my mom was like, not nah, fuck that. Fuck that. No, but I mean, that you and I, like, you and I went to the beach this summer. Yeah, and, like I didn't tell you, but I was not ready to go in the ocean because I, <laughs> I got you out in the ocean. I thought you were having a good time, but I, could, I guess I should have looked back and not. No, but no, because there was a shark off of Long Island this oh, year. That's right, there was a shark was, off Long Island. Yeah, this year. and right. so I was like, okay, um, this is not happening. <laughs> so I went in the ocean. So it anyway. stuck with you. That's I, I went in the ocean anyway, but it was, it was. It's still petrifying to me. I mean, that's what you were eleven when you first saw it. That's all. That's twenty-five years and change. Yes, of how, thanks. Of how long you've been scared about this? I've been scared of sharks for multiple years. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, I say. I guess I would say my background with the movie is I definitely watched it when I was little because it would have been on cable at some point. Like staying with my granddad. My granddad loves horror movies. Uh, he's a huge fan. Probably on TBS. And yeah, something like that. TBS or TNT or something like that. It would have been on some some sort of base, not basic cable, but like the we're both old and we remember when cable was a multiple tiered thing. Well, TBS and TNT are the same thing. Right yeah, now. but I would have, I would have seen it when I was probably like 6, 7 years old, but didn't really get it. Like, you know, it's also edited, so there's no blood, there's no swearing. Uh, I think they cut out a lot of the scenes of like uh, Brody and um, uh, Matt Hooper. Yeah, Brody and Hooper drinking. Like they definitely took a lot of that out. When I was rewatching it recently, I was uh, I watched it uh, like I guess a week ago, and there was the scene where they are like stealing the boat drunk, and I remember distinctly seeing the first time that movie unedited for the first time. Uh, probably about like when I was like maybe twelve, thirteen, when I actually watched it at like a friend's house at like a sleepover or something like that. And like, oh, they had bottles of wine on the boat. Like, as a yeah, little, uh, Roy, Roy Schneider is was definitely drinking a lot. On, <laughs> there was a on lot the, of drugs on this film. Yeah, there was a lot of drinking. Like, I think the only person that wasn't was Dreyfus. Yeah, maybe Spielberg. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know what his habits were back then. Um, we should also mention this was uh, Jaws was the movie that invented the blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, and it, there was it, no such thing as a summer blockbuster until Jaws came out because uh, it was released in I want to say June. Uh, I know it was 1975, but it was like summer 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 75 is when yeah. it was released, and uh, it was such a big hit that after that the blockbuster became a thing. Like two years later, you get Star Wars as a summer blockbuster. Yeah, because Star Wars 77. Yep. So anyway, so yeah, yeah. So Jaws was the thing that created the blockbuster, but uh, at the time when it was released, it was considered a horror movie, uh, and that's sort of what I get at. So why don't we kind of dive in uh, and really get to it? Okay. Because definitely, so, I was yeah. I was scared as shit by it. My mom was scared as shit by it. You were scared as shit by it. That's a decade apart on each, like the, of people who were freaked out by this fucking movie. Yeah. No. I um since uh I mean last year when we watched movies last year and you mm-hmm. like showed me what horror movies are is like i could cause maybe i didn't think of jaws as a horror movie about right i didn't think of it as a like a horror movie right i didn't really have an idea of what it was i didn't think it was a thriller movie because it's not a it's not there's no chasing down alleys it's not a born identity or no any, like, and it's not like it's not a tom clancy joint no and then 
I just rewatched it re- recently, and it I think it's a horror movie because okay. it's it's the opening scene is mm-hmm. is just telling of what yeah you're gonna happen the the girl going out in the skinny dipping yeah and you don't see what is getting her is just brilliant yeah. it's really well done yeah i will say the technical aspects of this film are fucking fantastic no the the way the film is shot is just beautiful but it's and then like you you just sit there and you you know what's killing you but you don't right cuz you don't see the you don't see the the shark until the no, third until act, the, right um not in full Hooper goes down and you kind of when the guy drops without right. his eye and you kind of see the shark and you kind of see the shark from but I mean you know what it is and you see the fin on July 4th and things like yeah, that yeah and you, you see, see you see the kid when the kid gets killed right um, but it's mostly people just going under. Like the yeah. monster is not shown for a very. It's like Alien in that way, where you don't see the monster for a very long time. No, and and like why I think it. The, um, and then in later scenes, but I mean, the just I think it makes it a horror movie because it's just the build up that right. is progressive enough where you're like I don't know how this is gonna. You don't know and how it's going to go, yeah. You don't know how it's going to end. And, of course, this doesn't make a horror movie or break a horror movie, but the, the guy who you didn't think was going to be the winner yeah. is the winner. Yeah. Like, uh, Roy Schneider, you're like, he's just kind of, he's not a bum, he's just... He's a he's just, he's just on Amity Island because he just wants to be the sheriff there. Yeah, well, he, he wanted to get out of New York. He and his wife wanted to be didn't want to live in the city anymore. It was um well, and for for like context, it was during the white flight of the seventies. Uh, yeah. So like a lot of these, uh, a lot of white like first or second generation immigrants were leaving New York City, and like a lot of them, or if they the ones who did, you know, they moved to Jersey, they moved up uh, above the Bronx, like East Chester, Park Chester, all that shit, Westchester. Like they were just trying to get out the city and like that's why you have long island the way it is now and it's definitely like yeah this is definitely it's interesting to put that in context of like the white flight of new york in the 70s yeah no it's, it was just like he here's this guy mm-hmm. who didn't want to i mean he wanted to be there but he didn't but really, he's but like yeah, he's, he's from he's brooklyn new york and city he's, yeah he's from brooklyn and he's from new york city and he was like it was his first summer in in amity and yeah like they have to compete with the Hamptons and Connecticut and Martha's and, and, and here's this here's this poor girl that got like mauled, mauled by yeah. a shark and nobody believes him. Right. Um, so the, I mean, I think that sets it up for like a a horror movie. Like definitely, yeah. He's like, a guy who knows he knows at least something of what's going on, or he yeah, wants to find out. But what's going like on. every but everybody knows. But like so uh, that's such so, everybody. So do you think the mayor knew that like? Did he, the, I mean, the mayor, is the mayor being knew, a the dick, ma- or is the mayor like just like no, fuck it, who cares? It's not real. You're not. This is we caught the shark because he says like they catch that shark. He's like that's good enough for me. Yeah, they, they catch the that bull shark, yeah. which was rare for that waters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's he's all about that, you know, the money. No, yeah, the mayor is just like one of these characters that I think they threw in that just wanted to be. He's an extra the, antagonist. Yeah. yeah, the the naysayer that like like you see in kind of like every movie. Oh, this isn't happening. Right. He knows it's happening, but mm-hmm. it's not really happening. Yeah. And um, he knows something's happening. He's not willing yeah. to admit the full scale of it. Yeah. But they actually have full proof that this is all happening. Uh, but uh, then the full horror portion comes when they finally go out into the water trying to find the shark okay yeah um and i think that's when it becomes more of a horror but like it's it's one it's a great lead up right in the final battle if you will yeah like you have in any movie like I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, would you mm-hmm. consider that a horror movie? Of course, yeah. Yes, because you were afraid to go to sleep yeah. for a while. Right. Yes, I was eight when I saw that movie accidentally, <laughs> and I was afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, 
And so that's why I say this is a horror movie because I was afraid to go in the water, sure. fresh water. Yeah. And until I was 22. <laughs> and that's not, Sorry, that's a, that's a, you, that, yeah, that's, no. a, that's a obvious lie, but sure. um I was afraid to go into fresh water for a long time because that's what jaws did to me and yeah. I, I feel like that that final battle is Oh, it's fantastic. It's the only thing I would say is not fantastic is the whole Hooper situation. He went into the cage. Right. And he just kind of just sat at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, somehow survives at the end. Yeah, I. that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, but that's more commentary on how well the film is made or how well the story is told than it is. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a separate conversation. So that's a that's a pretty good apology for it as like why it's a horror movie that. Um, but we can we can delve into it a little more. So I want to I want to go into some of this. Um, I think you're right that it really does hit its stride in the third act as a horror movie. And I think you're right that I mean like you're obviously right that the first act is also a horror movie. It's it's it's, it's slow, which is not what we're used to these days. We're used to a little more of a dive in, unless it's slow the whole way throughout, like The Witch uh, or Midsummer, which is a fairly like slowly paced movie. Uh, both clearly horror movies, but ones that are slower paced. But they don't start slow and end up big later, uh, which is a big difference. Um, and that's that's part of just how movies were made. Like Rear Window is like that too. Rear Window doesn't really kick off until the second act. Um, Psycho is throughout, but like there's there's examples throughout For sure. horror no, history it's... of like things that are slow to begin with and uh, are not consistently horror. The thing like the thing I would point to that would be like a, a worse version of this uh, that I'm going to get to eventually uh, either on this podcast or on uh, the movie version of this podcast that we do uh, is hereditary where I don't think hereditary is really a horror movie. And I kind of want to contrast the two. So I do, I think I agree with you. I think jaws is a horror movie uh, and here's, and I'm going to use hereditary to sort of explain why I think that is uh, hereditary was hailed as like the best horror movie of one of the best horror movies in the last five years and all that. Uh, I disagree with that statement for a lot of reasons, but the big one is that it's only a horror movie in the last like 20 minutes. Uh, the rest of the movie is a family drama. There's no horror elements other than a woman going crazy over the death of with grief, with grief over the death of her daughter, which makes sense until the last 20 minutes of it. Jaws out the gate, like you said, is has horror elements. There's a monster that's unseen. There's death happening. There's someone standing in the way of people figuring out that death uh, or those deaths and what why they're happening or like how to fix it or whatever. And then, yeah, there's a, there's a middle beat where it's a little more like three friends chilling on a boat. But... No, but it, 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 that, it, that, those like, moments all increase the dread. Like I'm, yeah. when I was rewatching it, it's the three friends chilling on a boat bit, the Hemingway bit of the movie is still dread inducing like there's it's a little bit of a light beat because they're making jokes they're telling stories but then quint gets fucked up and tells the story of being shot down delivering the bomb yeah uh that really really great monologue that had to be reshot a couple times because the actor was so fucking drunk that he you couldn't understand him but no but i think i think think that that scene i think that scene is like is necessary because you're so well, it brings you, you back in. It you, completely you, relands yeah. you in the horror genre because yeah. it does pull you out for a little bit. There is a there is about twenty minutes of the movie where it's more like mystery investigation. Where, uh, like we were talking about earlier, when uh, uh, Hooper and uh, uh, Roy Shiner, yeah. What? So there's a moment earlier we were talking about uh, that we touched on where it's uh, uh, Chief Brody, Brody and and Hooper are going to investigate, but they're they're stupid fucking drunk. They're blacked out. Yeah, going to fucking uh, investigate this mystery. Uh, and cutting up a shark and vomiting and pulling stuff out of the gu- the shark's stomach and shit like that, and then they steal the boat and everything. That's more like murder mystery sort of situation. That's not a that that's not that necessarily a, that, horror movie. It, it pulls you out of the genre for a little while. That for was like a, twenty what, to thirty minutes. That was a, like their first attempt at like the jump scare. Yeah, like that was yeah. where you would you would say, okay, this movie's trying to be a horror movie, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But then, as the movie progresses, it's just like there's just so many creepy elements. It's like when Hooper brings a cage onto the boat, yeah, and and Quint is like, "Oh, you think I'll protect you from the fang of That's what he sounds like to me. Yeah, sound, Swedish chef. Like, yep. So he he's like, "You go down in the water. Cage goes down in the water. <laughs> Sharks in the water." And then he's like. 
So long from your women from Spain. And he sings that song, and I'm just like... That song is super fucking creepy. I'm like, okay, that's kind of, to me, when it, it's, it really gets into the horror genre. Like, yeah, there's something ominous coming, and you kind of know it, but... He's such an ominous character, yeah. But that's kind of... Like, the, the, the beginning part of the movie, you're right, it's slow. It's just, it's all setting it up. It's, mm-hmm. but... I don't think be, just because it's a creature that it can't be considered horror. I mean, no, there's a whole there's a whole term for that. It's a creature feature. Yeah. Right. And I think this qualifies as like a monster film. Uh, and, and in that, I think it's a monster horror film. It's not like Godzilla where there's people who consider Godzilla like the original like 1954 uh, Gojira. Uh, they call that a horror movie. And I think that's not right. Uh, it's more like apocalypse sort of stuff. Anyway, that, that, I'm not sure where that one falls. I don't know if it is even a monster horror movie. I just so I think it, it is, a... and here's why. So I compared it to Hereditary already, and why to sort of illustrate where I think it does land as a horror movie. And to illustrate that point even better, I would compare it to Alien. I think Alien is generally unequivocally unequivocally considered a horror movie. I've For had sure. some pushback from that sometimes when I say it's one of my favorite horror movies. They're like, oh, it's a sci-fi movie. Those two things can be the same. Sci-fi can be a setting or horror can be a setting. But where it compares really well to Alien is that there's a slow beginning. Now, I will say Alien's paced better than Jaws is, but that's beside the point. Alien stays a horror movie throughout. It never stops being a horror movie. There's comedic beats but they're only to enhance the horror that you're about to feel whereas jaws does take a little time off and that's just a pacing issue Um, but i'm not going to say that that doesn't make it a horror movie so where it compares to alien is that you have the beginning things are weird things are happening like right people are either either john hurts getting his face eaten or there's a poor young woman being mutilated in the ocean uh then you have the person standing in the way an alien it's the android bishop who you don't know what that is an android at that point but he keeps being like nope we're gonna break the quarantine nope we're gonna go back to the ship nope we're gonna just keep doing all these things that are against regulation why mm, don't know but you get that sense of like uh of dread and nicole in fact just watched alien for her first time ever uh oh a no month or two ago yeah. Ooh. Oh, she loved it because she was like, holy shit. What's, like, she was picking up on the things in the right way. She was like, oh, wow. Where's she been for the last 20 years? Uh, doing musical theater. Fair. <laughs> There's not a lot of free time when you're trying to be an actor in New York. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't do that, but I'm like... <laughs> Me I, either, because I like having free time. But like, you haven't seen Alien? Yeah, but she has now, and she, she fucking loves it. I'll let her speak on that for herself. But one of the cool things that she noticed is that she was like, oh, yeah, why is that guy standing in the way of everything? And I just kept being like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you I'm not. She hates watching movies with me sometimes uh, because, like, we watched Silent Hill last night. She's like, what type of movie is, is this? Like, what, what category of horror would you put this in? I'm not going to tell you because if I do, it's going to spoil it. I need you to watch the movie and just, like, feel it out. And she just, like, looked at me and goes, I fucking hate watching movies with you sometimes because you're such a dick. <laughs> Well, you're a dick most but, of the time, but that's also I mean, true. That, that's. Mm, but anyway, so to, to talk about with Alien, right? So there's the person standing in the way. It's the mayor in Jaws, it's uh, Bishop in Alien. Uh, there's uh, the growing sense of dread where they don't know where the monster is, what the monster exactly looks like, what it is, right? Like what it's capable of. They know some of what it's capable of, but that means that there's more options. So yeah, in Alien, they go down into the engineering section, into the vents, and that's the equivalent of Jaws going into, uh, in Jaws where they go into the water. And then there's that bit where nothing happens, which is not quite the same. But yeah, I think they both, if Alien, I would say, here's here's the, the, the broad gist of it, is that if Alien qualifies as a horror movie, which I think unequivocally it does, Jaws does too. Because Jaws definitely falls into all of those beats. It hits all of these beats. But I want to get a little. I want to dive a little bit more into particular elements and like. So I would say we're probably in agreement, right? Jaws is a horror movie. Yeah. So now yeah. let's um, kind of go and talk about why, because we've done a little bit of explication of like, okay, here's these things that it does. We've been kind of vague about it. I want to go into like a little more specific elements and do a little bit more on how we can use that as a template for future discussions, right? So. Why don't we, yeah, let's sit down and diagnose some of the elements of a horror movie. So we've talked about, like I said, the vague things, the broad strokes. That's the growing sense of dread, definitely something that involves either the supernatural or a monster or some sort of threat, whether that threat is existential or physical, right? I think what I want to talk about, we talked about how Jaws has the growing sense of dread. Uh, It starts off with the people dying and no one is totally sure why. 
in that they think it's a shark, but they're not sure to what extent, and they're not sure how dangerous the shark is, and they think that they've caught the shark, but they haven't caught the shark, right? So that's the growing sense of dread. We have a very, very clear physical threat in the shark, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so from the beginning, I mean, you have right away the girl dies. Yes. And they say it's a boating accident. Yes. And you obviously know it's not a boating accident, but it it just, it, it builds... So let's talk about that. Actually, I want to, that's something I want to get at. Does horror need that sense of dramatic irony? Do you have to know that there's something else? I'm not sure that you need that, but so let's I, but we, let, let's break that down though, right? Like, I, well, sorry, I cut you off. Go, no, 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 no you're good. You're, um, no, I just I, I think it. That's where you start out. That it's this. There's definitely something wrong, and that right. this is. There's something, there's something in the water. It is right. it, as stupid as that is to say, but it. No, no, it, no but that's it's, the case. But it's, and then you have, like you said, the people that are going to say against it, it like it's a boating accident. No, it's, yeah, like they brought in a specialist to. Yeah. To, but that, but that is that dramatic irony, though, right? Like, yeah. So I'm thinking of every other horror movie I've ever seen, which is. A lot, <laughs> but there's that is the dramatic. There's a dramatic sense of irony, or the sense of dramatic irony, right? Because there's yeah, because you you, you you know that they're wrong. You know that people who are saying it's a boating accident are wrong. In Alien, you know that uh, Bishop saying, "Oh no, it's nothing," is wrong. In in uh, every horror movie, it's let's go run into the house, right? People make dumb decisions or inadvisable decisions that you think you wouldn't make but you make that you think that because you have you know what's going on you know the stakes yeah. uh so i think that's the dramatic irony right i think that, that might i think dramatic irony might be a necessity for a horror movie i think so too i, the I mean like it's to it, know it, that there's something else before they need they, to know that something's wrong they need the they need to know that like at some point that they're just oblivious to you have to know there's a threat yeah yeah like they know there's a threat but they just don't want to think it's going to affect them yes and i think that yeah that's part of what we're talking about when we talk about dread i think what we're talking about is dramatic irony yeah dread is a very specific feeling but i think that the way we're talking about it is dramatic irony where you have to know that the people in the film are wrong about yeah. not thinking it's a threat right yeah you have so we you can have, point to that as like one of the elements that we need we have to have dramatic irony and you have one person that knows yeah hey. so that's so that's a different element so yeah. we have to have tension yeah so oh, that's it which i guess is a different form of tension there's a lot of different forms of tension you have to have tension in almost every form of writing uh we can have romantic tension dramatic tension uh, uh this sort of like obvious i don't know what the term is for it right now but the obfuscative tension where someone's obscuring something from you whether sure. it's intentional or not uh which is what we're talking about with uh the mayor in Jaws and what we're talking about with like uh oh like the the nurse in the omen not the nurse the like governess or whatever in the omen the one who hangs herself right she knows what's going on she knows this is the child of the devil or rosemary's baby where the sure. the, the people in the apartment know that she, you have the, you yeah. have this first thing of that you know something's wrong and, yeah. and and it happens in jaws too like the the uh when wait jaws as well or jaws 2 jaws well okay. jaws as well no jaws 2 we don't need to watch anymore we don't need to talk about jaws 2 we i mean that jaws 2 is just a movie <laughs> um no but like you have you have this woman whose boy just got mutilated by a shark yes and it was yeah yeah like an 8 year old or something like that yeah it was obvious and chief Rody, he had tried to stop this yes and she comes up and slaps him in this. She's in this black veil, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You knew." It's one. It, yeah. It, it, this. It's one of the other moment, moments that haunts me in the movie because it's just you knew about this, and she just slaps him, and I'm like, and I'm I'm I and I was scared of like 
from that. It that's was just so interesting. I was wondering where you were going with that, but that's a really interesting point. Is that no. like that is part of the tension? So, yeah, no. Yeah, like, she, a... she, she's like, you knew, and he's, and I'm like, yeah, he, he did know, he did know. But his hands but, were but tied, and what more could he have tied. done? And could his... he have done more? Yeah. It was his first season in mm-hmm. this beach town. He's fighting the he's fighting City Hall. And like living in New York now, like I wouldn't have thought like when, when I watched the movie, I yeah. didn't think anything about it. I was like, uh, well, you're up right. in almost Canada, northern Minnesota. Yeah, almost Canada, <laughs> almost Canada. But I never thought anything about it, and now I watch it again, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, those people do rely on this season of yeah. of tourists yeah. and or New York City people coming to the one well, so just to clarify, I don't know how much this is gonna this is just a, a side clarifying point. I don't know how much this if this is gonna make it on the show or not. But uh Amity Island, I know they literally filmed off of the coast of Virginia. Cause Quint's accent is like a specific Virginian coast accent. Oh. Are they in Virginia in not Jaws? Sure. Not sure. Okay. Because I can never figure out. Because like Amity Island, I don't, I don't, me, I, well, Amity Island makes me think of Amityville Horror, which is set in Long Island. Because Amityville is like an hour and a half away. Because I, 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 it's it's like a weird thing of like I know that they filmed in Virginia, and the actor who plays Quint was doing an accent from. Uh, there's this. Uh, it's, it's something I learned in an anthropology class in college where the uh, the specific accent that Quint has is a specific accent. Like I watched this documentary on different accents of America. Uh, uh, like different dialects of America, I should say, and one of them was this accent they use on this uh, island off the coast of like Virginia Beach. I don't know because uh, Roy Schneider, they attempt a Long Island accent. Yeah, at one point in the movie, they're like, "He's in the he's in the yard." He's in oh the yard. yeah, <laughs> that weird that weird like Italian Long Island accent. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. That was a, that was a digression. Uh, but okay. So we've got two elements. Then we've got dramatic irony and some other type of tension. I think you need at least those two things, right? Yep. You need to know the audience needs to know that there's something wrong, uh, despite the characters treating it as normal. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a tension between your. I hesitate to use the words protagonist and antagonist in horror movies because I don't think that's exactly right. I don't think that's the best way to describe what's going on. But at least the person who you're seeing, the, the person who acts as the lens that you see the movie through, right? Sure. Because like in, so we were talking about Ex Machina. We see it through Domhnall Gleeson's character. Sure. That's the lens we see the movie through. And I so think... we're seeing uh, Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander filtered through Domhnall Gleeson's character's eyes. And, I think, uh, and in Jaws, I think we see it through Brody's eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I think... Not I think, through Hooper's, exactly. not I think through Quint's, I, not through the mayor's. We see it through Brody's eyes. No, Brody's, uh, Brody and Quint are there. Yeah. And he's the... You're watching it through... Sorry, Hooper and Quint are there. Hoop, yeah, Ho, um, Hooper and Quint, and you, you're you seeing it through Brody's, through Brody's eyes. eyes, and it's... Which uh, creates this sort of different tension. Would, so that's yeah. playing it. It's, I, 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 I want to get at more... Eventually, I'm not sure how to put it right now. I want to think about this more, but this is something I want to. I think I want to point to those two things: is dramatic irony and some other type of tension. No, but it's, it's also like if you look at like a movie like Halloween, right? Who are you looking through your eye? Whose eyes that's are you looking? An, that's through? an interesting one because I think you're looking through. Uh, and I haven't seen Halloween in years, so I'm just going to say Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, that's really interesting because actually uh, I disagree with that because I think you see it through the psychologist's eyes, uh, Doctor Loomis. Um, I think that's who you see Halloween through, uh, because it it frames Michael Myers as a character better. Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't know him uh, until we get to Halloween Two, where we find out that they're related. Uh, but uh, that's a whole different, again, a whole different topic. But yeah, I think the lens definitely matters for who you're seeing it through too. Um, yeah, because so, in in Jaws, sorry to interrupt. Um, you see it through. You basically throwing it seeing it through Chief Brody's eyes. Yes. Like, it's, this is his problem. This is his dilemma. So like, he meets... Yeah. He meets Matt. He needs, you know... Mm-hmm. He, it's his first season. Yeah, so I think that that's another important element is... So now we've, we've got... This is going to be our third element, I guess. So dramatic irony, a second form of tension, and... 
uh, I think, an unreliable lens because you have to see it through not quite first person, but like a third person limited, maybe uh, where you're living your uh, other than like found footage. Even then, there's that's a whole nother discussion of like how found footage works and like what lens we're seeing that through. And there's a lot of discussion about that. But you're seeing it through a lens that's not fully reliable. You can't fully know the details of it, even though you're seeing everything literally outside of found footage, which is point of view, you're seeing it through the lens of a specific character. So again, yeah, in bra in, in bras, in Jaws, we're seeing it through Chief Brody's eyes. And Chief Brody is, as we were talking about off mic, a drunk. Uh, he is pretty green as a sheriff of a small town, uh, particularly a small coastal town that has very specific economic and political interests and is uh, not sure that he buys into everything. Like he's pushing the theory, but you can tell he doesn't buy it throughout no, for a only... long time. Until he li- and literally until he sees the shark, he doesn't fully buy how big it is. He's with Hooper. Hooper's the only one who says like Hooper's your like. Um, no, he's Hooper. Your, he's... Hooper's the only uh, voice of reason in this whole thing because like he he's like like they catch that first shark. And he's like, this is the yeah. shark. He just laughs. He's like, you dumb motherfuckers. You bunch of bumpkins. You don't fucking know shit. You don't know, you don't know anything about bite radius. <laughs> like, who it's knows like, Who knows uh, anything about bite radius? Let's first. be honest. Let's, where's our Always Sunny Jaws episode? Because I, I want to see, I I, see yeah. Charlie as young Richard Dreyfus so bad. Well, there is that meme I sent you that one time. Which one? The Jaws meme with Charlie biting. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, it's so good. I'm gonna put that on the Instagram. Fuck. No, but but it. So, so okay. So now you have another element that makes it a horror movie. That you have this lens that we're looking through. Chief Brody. Be, yeah. So it has to be an unreliable lens. Chief Brody, and then you yep. you you have uh, Hoover, who is the voice of reason. So you have to have. So we're talking about more tension here. Yeah. So, so you have the you have somebody the facts in the unreliable narrator. So yeah. not only that you have to have a hooper every single time, right? No, like not, not every, not every time. But I mean, yeah. but like sometimes that character is one and the same. Yeah. Like sometimes there's a the Brody and the Hooper are they can the, be combined. Yeah. The, they're the same person. Or you don't have the character who says this is the facts of the case. Like the witch doesn't have. I know you haven't seen it, but the the witch doesn't have like someone who's saying here's the facts of the case. No, you have you knowing what the facts are and that acts as the character the audience actually acts as the character yeah. who knows what's going on and then but you, yeah an alien so if we can contrast it to alien it'd be ripley who's like fuck you here's what's happening here's what needs to happen here's how we need to fix this yeah uh as opposed and also a bit the captain the captain's sort of like your brody character even though you're seeing alien through ripley's eyes i would say in alien um the captain is brody ripley is hooper and uh Bishop is uh, the mayor, right? Sure. Just a, yeah. just a, just a, yeah, no, to, no, 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 to go no, along no, that sense. line, yeah. But it, no, it's it's. Um, so then it, um, we got a little bit off track. But, no, that's fine. Yeah, um, we can keep out. We can keep going um, through. When so as the movie goes on, you it it has a steady progression of a horror movie. Like right. it, it you have this incident. Mm-hmm. You have the inciting you, incident. You have the raising of tension. We have the investigation of the mystery. You have one person that's like, "Hey, this isn't this isn't good. We yeah. need to shut this down." Oh no no! And then you have somebody that's like, "No, we're we're fine." Yeah. And then you move on, and more things happen, and then you finally get to the final battle. I think. Well, I'd say before, I'd say let's let's back up a little bit because okay. before you have the final battle, you still have the increase in dread. So dread, I'm going to put differently than dramatic irony and different than the tension and different than the unreliable narrator. Okay, uh, I think mounting dread is its own category. It's a different type of tension, and maybe it falls in with this. The, the maybe it falls in that second category, but I want to talk about that a little bit more. So. Not that a horror movie has to be all rise, right? Like a good story does have up and down, has different beats, right? You have up and down, up and down, or you have like a, basically you have a spike in tension and then you calm things down. So the next tit, so the next plateau of tension feels tense again, right? You can think about it like people talk about roller coasters or peaks and valleys or things like that. Um, there has to be beats where things aren't happening, 
uh, even in movies where things are kind of constantly happening, say Blair Witch, right? Blair Witch, something's always going on, but you still have those bits of them joking around in the woods. You still have those bits of them camping and nothing happens. I would say for the most part, you've always got these sort of just it's basic writing sort of stuff like you've you've taken writing classes too like you understand how film writing goes so i'll explain this to you where you're talking where where you have to show like you have to give the audience time to rest between peaks so that they can start to feel the tension again right that that valley is not a flat line it's a slight incline and then it peaks again and you look back you go oh i was much higher than i was before right it's like a it's like a slow hill yeah jaws i feel like works a little different because it just has a slow slow incline like you have well, I'm like, saying, I think that's I think it's convincing with what I was saying yeah I think yeah, you're right yeah. it, it just has like but like the spike will be just like oh shit that dog just died right and then it just goes really back down to him being with his family and, and then that and tension then, mounts slowly slowly slowly, slowly. slowly. And it and feels then, like it's going flat like when you're walking it's like say like that's why i say slow hill if you were walking it you would think oh i'm just going up slow i'm not going up at all i'm on a flat yeah you walk. wouldn't even think anything and, you look and then backwards like, and you go oh shit i'm way higher than i was before yeah and then all of a sudden the three of them are on the boat yeah and shit's about to go down right and i think that's where this movie is different than mm-hmm. a lot of because it it rewatching it I mean it's one of my favorite movies but it, it it's very slow paced except yeah. for like all of a sudden bam yeah kid dies but and I'm like what okay okay kid yeah. died and <laughs> but then it's just like it, you're treading the water it's sure bad, yeah no bad. no no, no that's, like, fine, that's fine that's horrible I, I will play with I will play with that that's fine I I will let that ride. Um, so but then all of a sudden, when you get to the three of them on the boat, right? The movie really—you have the final battle, like you said. Re- yeah, really, just kind of takes itself in a. I mean, you really see the the characters for themselves. Yes. Um, and that I mean, you've known uh, Roy Schneider's character for the whole thing. He's, yes. But uh, Robert Shaw's performance. As Quint, yeah, is just and, it's up there with one of my favorites. Uh, hit um, Richard Dreyfus. Um, <sighs> so hard. it's it's one of those things. Like you just watch those three interact in when they're on the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes the movie for me. But that, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah, um, but that's that's kind of what makes it a horror movie for me because cool. you you're you're. So it sort of seals it in your mind because it could it could go differently at the end. Yeah, but you're you can you you're confronting what you were chasing, right? Or what was chasing you in yeah. some versions. Yeah. yeah, I want to be I want to be like yeah. sort of vague about this, vague enough that we yeah. can apply. No, it to like you're 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 confronting your, the demon or whatever right. thing is going on, and the big bad, and you beat it. Yeah, and that doesn't make a horror movie, but Right, like, because I mean, obviously there was a Jaws two. Yeah, thank God. And three and four and five. Hey, right? Jaws Revenge is not that good. <laughs> um, but but it brought her out of retirement. There we so, go. And it has Michael Caine. Oh God, it does, doesn't it? And it has uh, who's the guy with? Uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, it yeah, has no, no, Michael no. Caine in it. So like let's 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 bring this in for a landing. Real sorry, quick. sorry. So I, I want to just like bring us into the final bit here. We've been recording for almost an hour, uh, and I just want to kind of get us down to give us a template for future conversations about this. Uh, you'll be a part of some of them; others will be a part of them. So it seems like we have sort of three broad categories that we want to say: we have plot, we have theme, and we have character. All of these things have to, and there's subcategories of those that have to exist. Like those are all parts of stories. Sure, but there have to be specific specific parts of those that have to fall into a certain line for it to be a horror movie. So plot elements: we have to have a inciting incident of that causes some sort of that inspires some sort of horror or dread, right, or or fear, yes. right. Um, in Jaws, it's a young woman being mutilated. We have to have an investigation of the mystery, which is. Uh, Chief Brody just yeah. going. Brody and Hooper and doing yeah. their thing against the mayor and against his wishes. We have to have some up and down beats, right? Like we have to have the rising dread, which is a little bit thematic, but a little bit plot. You have to have the rise to the rise, right? Or rise to the spike. 
if that makes sense. And then we have to have some sort of final confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that's inciting incident, uh, investigation of the mystery, and at least a final confrontation. Some some sort of spike where. Yeah. Those are the three major plot elements, right? Yeah. Like some sort of spike where you're like, Mm. like all of a sudden somebody, you know, you have the first incident and then all of a sudden, oh, Somebody yeah. gets killed again. Yeah, and a slasher movie would be yeah. the series of people who yeah. get killed in uh, a haunting movie. It's moments of particular, like in a haunting movie, the, yeah. like uh, possession yeah. movies would be the same way. Yeah. yeah, they all have these beats of like, okay, there's the inciting incident of what of the thing that makes you scared the whole time that starts off that kicks off the feeling of dread. There's the investigation of what's going on in the Exorcist. It's having the priests doing their own investigation and also doing the exorcism on Reagan. Uh, yeah. And then there's the final battle, which is the young priest taking the demon into himself and throwing himself yeah. out a window and in jaws we've already gone over that alien we've gone over that like there, there's there's moments of those movies that yeah. all fall into those categories so we can say that those three plot elements at least must exist thematically we need a haunting tone right something that sticks with you after the film we've said that yeah i would even say like we can we could get into soundtrack we don't really have time today but i would love to get into like how music can be a part of this I mean, I mean, uh, that's a, that's yeah, a very that's sticky a, yeah, subject that may be way down the line, but it's a very interesting conversation to have. Um, so, okay, so we need the mounting sense of dread, right? Uh, yeah. the th- or the mounting sense of dread, and the th- also the dread that sticks with you during and throughout, and hopefully after. We need at least implied gore. Right? I mean, like Quint Bo- get body Quint, horror or gore or Quint, some sort of violent act, right? Quint got like Quint got fucking bit in half in front of your face and yeah. i was not expecting that this movie is no. pg by the way well, yeah this is before the pg-13 rating yeah that's right yeah no it's a pg and this i i was just like i mean i was 11 and yeah it was just it's fucking shocking and it, and everybody just was like cool yeah and i was like all right <laughs> But yeah, so that, that gets to the point that we need some sort of implied harm, whether that's psychological, physical, or existential, right? Like, do um, you and I, again, we're talking off mic earlier about Annihilation, which came out last year with uh, Alex Gar- from Alex Garland with Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, um, Jennifer Jason Lee, I want to say, and Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, and it's an existential threat. Like, it threatens the world. Yeah. The, the, the big monster whatever you want to call it the, the threat in that movie is an existential threat it threatens the world but it's still a horror movie it's not an apocalyptic movie in the traditional way we think it's not like um it's not a war games movie it's not like there's a nuclear threat that it, you've got this big political drama going on it's a very personal sort of film even though it's an existential threat in alien and jaws you have a, a literal monster a very physically clear definable monster to some degree like it, it, it begins and ends it's not like a or yeah, it, it has extension is what we say in philosophy, and uh, like it has a physical clear form. Uh, there can be a demon, which in possession movies there's a demon. Uh, you know, Pazuzu in The Exorcist is less definable, but still like a very physical and psychological threat. And then in other movies, we could say like Sixth Sense probably counts as a horror movie. I think that that's fair, but that's a psychological threat. The threat is, well, and that's actually, I don't even want to say that movie because I'm not sure where that falls. But we can talk about movies where there is a... That movie falls in a very bad place in my life, so let's not bring that up again. Fair enough. Oh, that's right. Never mind. We're not going to do that. Uh, (laughs) um, But there are movies where you have a psychological threat, right? A harm that comes to somebody because of something that's happening in the mind. So you know one of my favorite shows is Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite show, but I mean, it's one of them, but... I would not put that in horror. And I might, but we can talk about that in another episode because I, I do want to kind of dive into that. It means I'm going to have to watch a bunch of Supernatural, which I'm not stoked on. It's 15 but... seasons, baby. Jesus 15 Christ. seasons, baby. Anyway, so then there's character beats. <laughs> no, but so, okay. So, it might. Um, how long? Uh, no, keep going. No, no, you're good. Um, so, I've been thinking about you like bringing me on this and mm-hmm. like if jaws is a horror movie mm-hmm. and a horror movie to me at the end of the day is 
how much did it scare you? Not jump scares. Not, not, not then those can be included. I don't want to exclude. Those, no, but, I don't yeah. want to exclude those either, because Jaws does have it really, has a couple. Yeah, yeah, it has really good jump scares. It the does. first time you that body popping out of yeah, the boat. Yeah, yeah. no, um, but it's to me, it's the lasting moment. It's. Like, for me, I was scared to go into the water. Yeah, for 11 years. Yeah. I was scared to go in the water. I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was scared to sleep. Yeah. I was scared to have dreams. Mm -hmm. Ex Machina. I was scared to make the robot that I was going to make. (laughs) That one you've been building in your room. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, like, she's not functional now because... I'm too scared. No, but it, we've got to go like, talk to my ethics friends about whether or not that counts as murder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like to be scared to go into fresh water. Yeah, where you know there's not a shark. Yeah, that's what that movie did for me. Definitely, and that's what made it a horror movie for me. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. And I'm, I'm, one of the things I'm really excited about with uh, doing this podcast is to find out sort of collect everybody's definitions. And I feel like that's going to be one that's fairly common. Uh, but I don't mean that it in a bad way. I mean that as like, a, yeah, I think that that is something that's true about horror movies. I think that's true of how we view the genre. Because uh, like I've said, it's not easy to define. And that's part of what's so interesting is finding out how everybody defines it. Uh, I definitely have friends uh, love James Wan. They have told me time and again, that I should watch all the James Wan movies because they're such good horror movies. They love Rob Zombie. I hate James Wan and Rob Zombie. I fucking hate their movies. I don't hate them personally. I don't have any problems with them personally. But their movies, I cannot fucking stand. But the reason they love them is because they're full of gore and jump scares. And to them, that's horror. To you, it's this lasting sense of, holy shit, this stuck with me so hard that I'm uh, I'm afraid in real life of things that happen in the movie that I know were false I know it's not going to happen to me I know that I'm not going to get eaten by a shark in a lake I know I'm not going to be attacked by a child sex predator in my dreams but you're afraid of those things and I think that's I think that's an interesting way of putting it is that lasting dread it's kind of the name I want to put to it Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, character beats real quick just like to just try and get this definition sort of wrapped up. So in, in horror, like what, how, do we, how are we defining the genre? And I want to look at character beats too. Um, and I think the unreliable narrator falls into that. I think the uh, obfuscate. Well, I think the, this like, is... I, want, I want to put them in archetypes, right? So we have the unreliable narrator. We have the obfuscator, right? The person who's in the way of things. Or the element that's in the way of things. But that can, that can be a character and the threat itself. Because the threat's a character. It exists thematically, but I also think it exists as a character. Well, I think as uh, in Jaws, it's kind of straightforward. It's mm-hmm. just you have. That's why I like it. I think that's why it's a really good thing to talk about. It's good. Yeah. It's straightforward. It's just, and that's why it like works as a horror movie. You have mm-hmm. Chief Brody. Yep. And you, he is obviously concerned. The sheriff is, or the uh, excuse me, the mayor, the mayor yeah. is just. Like we have to make this money. This, yeah. These people are coming, and then you got Hooper. Yep. And then you got Quint. Yep. And, and they're what all playing. A, what, a, what a good character Quint is. Yeah. I, just a really I, interesting character. Very rich one. Like, I always, I don't know why I always liked him, but, um, but actually, is a really interesting character is uh, his uh, Brody's wife. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about that real quick. Who's she's just a side character, but mm-hmm. she has to deal with all of this. Yeah, and she's there's a really great moment where uh, their sons are out in the boat and they're like, "Oh, it's his birthday," and she's like, "You just gotta let him have his birth birthday." And and then she sees this picture of a shark attacking a boat, and she's like, "Sean, <laughs> you get off that boat right now," and. It, you you see her character turn like from and it and it plays into later movies which we will not talk about ever again. <laughs> but it was one of those things. It was like she it was a nice moment for her, like to just she wasn't just a side moment anymore. She yeah. was she took she action, was that mother. Yeah. yeah, she was that mother, and this is 
what you need to do and one of my favorite lines you got your rubbers <laughs> boots uh, boots yep all right matt thank you so much for coming in today i really appreciate this i know we've had a hell of a time scheduling it even crazy busy with work and everything i want to thank all y'all for joining us uh for the first episode of horror or nah you know where to find us but just to repeat it we are at horror babes podcast on instagram horrorbabespod.com is our website at horrorbabespod on twitter we are on soundcloud we are on spotify we are on google play we are finally on itunes and you can find us and you can listen to us and thank you so much matt again thanks for being here man damn they're on everything um thank you for having me uh it was a lot of fun and hopefully we can discuss some other movies slash music I think Topher and I have something in the works of Muse music. Yeah. If you uh, don't, yeah. If you don't know the, the band, band Muse, yeah. Yeah, the band Muse. Yeah. All right, babes. Thank you so much, and goodbye.